morning, good afternoon, and good evening to my fellow Jingus. Welcome to the last episode, episode 30 of Chimac Hangout, where we discover and discuss on fresh K-pop goodness from music to news and sometimes the culture of Korea. This show is recorded on the 10th of December 2020. You're with me, Zaito, on this final episode of Season 1. Wow, did not expect us to reach here. Hmm. So anyway, before I say much things at the end, let's get into our podcast for today. Oh yeah, before that, do check out Chimay Hangout on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and possible your other favourite podcast platform as well. Alright, so what do we have for today? On Sizzling Music, we have NCT 2020 with Resonance, followed by Izuwam Panorama, and lastly, June Case, 30 minutes, maybe too long. Following that, with our weekly hot news and topic, we have full route story of Chonghua and the pandemic, if that's what I call it. Followed by the controversy of MAMA 2020. And thirdly, we have top 10 most viewed stage from MAMA 2020. And we even have the vouch of Chinese netizen towards Running Man. What the hell is this about? Mm. And lastly, we have a tearful confessions made by Twice in 2020. I'd like to add a little bit of Twice in here just for fun. Alright, without further ado, let's move on into our sizzling music with NCT. Debut on 2016 under SM Entertainment, the group consists of 23 members as of September of 2020 and we do know there was an additional member not long ago which we can say is about 24 by now. So, to be honest with you guys, there are a total of 4 different subunits. However, they did not win any music show for their previous song, Night is Love. But, they won multiple Bongsan Awards for the year 2019 and 2020. This includes those from subunits as well. That's very, very good. And, before we go that, let's give this a... Okay, so we are back with NCT for another week. Well, we are finally on the finishing line of NCT's Resonance Project with a nice new song, I should say. But to be honest, I was... Well, I can say it become quickly apparent that Resonance was instead going to be a mashup so-called mashup of a few album tracks, a visual highlight melody on steroids, if I can say it that way. The performance brings together singles, Make a Wish, 90s Love, and work it with a B-side track, Raise the Roof. Apart from Make a Wish, I could understand the uniqueness of this mashup, but I can't say I'm overly impressed as Resonance it's kind of like an odd duck in a way. It opens with a dramatic manifesto of sort, be lowered by the rap mark, 
with a level of swag that doesn't befit the silliness of the statement that he is wrapping out. I can't help but wonder what he was thinking when the producer gave him these lines. He sell it the best, it can be sold, but it's just pretty much a clunky introduction to the whole song. From here, I will just directly move on into the highlight reel of the four NCT tracks. I do say it is oddly underwhelming as each song that are included couldn't stand out much as how they are as a standalone song. Where in between we get raps verse pulled from one track to another, interspread with a few vocal leads moment. All this really does is remind me that Make A Wish remain the strongest of all of these singles. So that isn't a particularly high bar if I need to put it. I could see that the pair explosive envy is what pretty much save it from the disaster. The envy is just oh my talking about the envy. Oh, it hurts my eyes watching it. What kind of edit is this? I'm only liking the last portion of the MV where it truly shines, where everything goes back into the K-pop rhythm of editing especially. So, so many cons and there are pros to the songs. I do not say that it is overly bad but I do say it is underwhelming as a good song. So, pair up with an envy of this kind of sort, I dare to give a rating of 7.5 if I'm being generous right now. But if I really really want to give it a very bad rating, I can go down to a 6. Because the, the whole project, I was hoping for it to be something explosive, a climax, an ending line with beautiful and marvelous dance, song, something new, something special. But we have this at the end and it isn't even a very good pair. I can't say more. 7.5 is just me being generous. That's all I would say. Alright, so putting this aside, we'll move on to our next song. From Izoan, debut on 2018, currently managed by Off The Record and Swing Entertainment. Previous song, Secret Story of the Swan has a total of 7 music show wins. And they have won several awards on 2019. If I need to name a few, it will be Best Dance Performance Female, and Rookie of the Year for album as it is. And don't forget, they did won another award during MAMA as well, which is very very good. With their winning of favorite female group. So when we are talking about Izoan, their contract expiry is pretty much next spring. And as of now, the group have already delivered three Korean comebacks this year itself. And this time we have Panorama, a track that harnesses the energy of Izoan's vocal and sound. 
and it is pretty much the one that we all come to know of. It slots nicely within their discography and slightly improve upon the spring song Secret Story of the Swan. Seriously, I did not expect them to perform it during Mama 2020 as well. It was so good that seeing the live performance without seeing the MV first is a whole new different story when you get to watch the MV afterwards. It feels so different to be honest. The lyrics itself, to put before putting it aside, contains the desire to remember the moments and times that the girls have been together forever. It is also the strength of Panorama that cannot be left out of its strong addiction due to the lyrics. It is a memories to be kept. The addiction shall continue with the massive patch of instrumental, giving it a, a plentiness of momentum. And there are a few moments of brilliance. I love the wash of the sing that take over the post-chorus refrains. Just a strong instrumental hook may have benefited the song so much. A killer melody is a vital here. To add in more, the chirpy panorama hook does give the right amount of killer melody, which most listeners will probably come away with the phrase ranting around in their head which is for me right now as well. But in between, there are far too many aimless sing talk to be honest. When we are talking about lyrics, there are too many aimless sing talk and it's all performed in a loud, strange manner, which causes it to be kind of an exhausting song to listen to, especially if you're listening to songs on repeat like me. So that is only the cons that I have for this song. The MV is just a good big upgrade to the lyrics and the song itself. It's just making the lyrics into visuals like screen captures of memories. The edit the shots makes me speechless. And I do say, our applause first for this. Justice was served to solo shots that I can't even argue. If I need to give a short description or way to say it, I do say it is a match made in heaven between the song, lyrics and MV. With saying this, if Lucas is here, although we're ending season 1 without him, if he is here, he will be very, very speechless with how much I'm praising Ice One at this moment. So here we go. The rating for this song is 9.5 out of 10 from me. The song itself is just pretty good. The MV is just perfect for it. Although the cons of the song is the ranting and the aimless sing talk, which only takes up a 0.5 because the MV and the song is good enough to be listened to where the aim talk and if you are not that kind of person who listen to it repeatedly like me 
I do say this 0.5 doesn't mean much. You can even count it as 10 if you are a fan of Ice One. But for me, since I'm not really a fan of Ice One completely at the moment, I do say that it is a slightly lower of 0.5. Moving on to our last song from June K, who debuted on 2008 as the boy group 2 p.m. under GYP Entertainment and debuted on 2011 under the same company as a solo and I do say Jun K after his military services finish I'm loving his previous song this is not a song 1929 that song is just a soothing song for you and I do recommend to you if you haven't listened to it give it a chance and enjoy it if you have the time Okay, everything is put aside. The whole horror movie is not what I expected this time from Jun K. I do say, damn, the music video is a masterpiece for basically this kind of song. The MV seriously grabs the essence of the song. And I do say it is too well and love how it is describing the story of, or should I say, as if it is Junke himself as the main star of the whole story in the MV from the MV shootings to the end of describing the verge of breakup and how he is actually handling it. 30 minutes may be too long, I can say now, it is amazing. And to give you a description of what we are talking about this song, it is about a couple on the verge of breaking up, struggling with their thoughts and emotion while noticing that the other partners feeling for them have changed and are desperately to keep them by their side. So you can say that love is turning basically someone psycho. I really love it so much you know when we have this kind of song coming out from time to time because the groove of the song and add in with the voice of Jun K is insane. It's like an explosion for me. He really has a song that suits this kind of style or song perfectly. And I do say, this guy here obviously knows this himself since he is behind his own songs. So no doubt that but it is refreshing to see how true himself he stay with. Every Junkei song sounds like him. And I'm here for it. Not to mention, this is not a song. 1929, which is his previous song, left a starving emotion for me. Wanting more of his vocal and groove. That song was just too good. It's still in my playlist as of now. It's been a while since we talk about playlists. And this time we have a full album of it. The entire album. The title song is really good enough as we talk about. I love the chorus of the song. It has been stuck in my head. Especially watching the teasers. The teasers was something very very different. Did not expect that to happen. However, let 
Here we go again, the however, there is a downfall to the song, which is the centerpiece. At the same time, this centerpiece is what makes the song unique and I categorize it as something much more on the underwhelming side instead of not good or not really what you think of, it's just underwhelming. If I'm not looking at the music video for the full experience, it will be underwhelming. Same goes to the repetitiveness of the song which actually saved by the music videos, emotion thrilling until the very end. So we cannot avoid this much when we are talking about this. Overall for this song, I give a rating of 8 out of 10. Taking in that the song is pretty much how I say a little bit earlier. So 8 out of 10 is a good enough song for this. So with these 3 songs, I can't believe I'm saying this. Lucas, if you're listening to this, I have given Izoone a very high rating of 9.5 out of 10. Followed by Junke and lastly, we have NCT. With that, I shall end our last episode's part 1 here. We'll go on a short break and listen to Lucas' voice for one last time for this season. So let's go. Hello guys, like what you're listening to? Please do follow us on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram page. Links on the description and let's move on to part 2. Welcome back to Chimac Hangout episode 30, part 2. This time we are back with our weekly hot news and topic. We're going to start it with the full route story of Chonghua and the pandemic. So what we are talking about pretty much as of current now, you should have known that Kim Chonghua COVID-19 test was shown as negative in the past, but as of recently, it suddenly become positive. And what is it that actually caused this? So we are going to look into this and this is based on what I find out from Dispatch. The article that was released by Dispatch with evidence. As you know that the rapid growth of idols COVID tests have already been gone around and suddenly we have Chonghua with this kind of case. So it we can't deny that netizens are actually accusing her of her lying on the results where she is hiding on the positive test. So with Dispatch actually searching around and look around, they uncover evidence that it is the hospital that made the mistake. So it should be positive but well, it's showing as negative due to the mistake of the hospital. So how this goes is, on 2nd of December, Chonghua visited a sports center and that is where everything started. And on the 4th of December, Mina, Cheyong, Chonghua and Yu Yongjun actually get together at Mina's house to actually celebrate her birthday. And in the evening, herself, Yu Jong as well as Sana get together at Chonghua's house. 
and this is where everything started on the 5th of December an employee at sports center actually was tested positive and on 6th of December Chonghua and her staff actually volunteered to actually go for the test which is a very very good move and followed by the night time on the same day 6th of December everyone was tested negative and on 7th of December she actually informed fans telling that everything is okay she's at home and she's just doing so but just after a few hours she was notified by the hospital that she is a positive what the heck just happened this happened so suddenly a mistake from the hospital and when this test result was put on public false rumors accusation you can say it, everything just blasts off so all individuals that have get in touch or get in contact with Chonghua in the past week had to go on a test and good news is everyone was tested negative but most of them actually are willing and volunteering to stay quarantined at home or should I say self-quarantine as a disease control and prevention action that are taken by them so with that we can see that this whole thing is freaking the hospital's mistake it is the hospital's mistake which <sighs> I guess all of you should agree with me what the hell is the hospital doing this has affected so much even Sana from TWICE is also affected and she's currently now self-quarantined to make sure she is okay and nothing else is happening alright so following on with more crazy and negative news we have controversy of MAMA 2020 at the moment if some of you guys do not know what is actually happening it's pretty much fans and I should say netizens are actually enriched with the different treatment that are given between actors and idols during MAMA 2020 where actors actually got their waiting room and dressing tables they even get dessert caterings that's what I actually was informed while idols need to wait in their car in parking lots and as well as doing their makeup in the dark with the help of flashlights and adding on with dispatch finding out more we're talking about this bias treatment that they are receiving talking about all of this what is happening we can see that those who are waiting in the car had to use portable toilets which are outside and so far from what have been seen there are only two idol groups that were given proper waiting rooms which is a freaking hell and some idols even rent accommodations in nearby area to wait the representative actually shared that most singers have bad backs and waiting in the car is really really tough for them so renting a room nearby is the best choice they can do and it was also revealed that while catering was set up outside the waiting rooms the rest were informed that they could use the cafeteria inside the building 
what the heck? However, due to this kind of situation, most idol management make the decision to actually eat inside their individual car instead. Ordering burgers, lunchbox. It was said that no idols make use of the catering service provided at all. Although Mnet had previously claimed that both actors and idols were given access to the catering. So we are talking about this and we know who, which idol attended to Mama. I won't talk more about that, but we shall see what statement Mnet actually gave out regarding to this. So they actually explained out saying that it will be great that everyone have a waiting area due to the pandemic that's going on they cannot accommodate everyone so due to this they are saying that there's no reason for them to actually be biased against idol because they are the one who win the award show adding on they said that the small building in Paju which they actually rent and use are under construction so there are small waiting rooms before artists took the stage and Mnet explained that the idols wait in their cars and approach the building in order of appearance. So they're saying it that they do use the waiting area before going on stage instead. While on the catering that was provided, although actors were able to use the island set as waiting area, furthermore, all idols have pre-recorded, you hear me right, pre-recorded their performance so actors need to carry out their performance their rehearsal on that day itself so they need the waiting room area they also naturally have a smaller staff team allowing a social distancing measure to be keep on which is well i can't agree with this where idols have a huge team instead so this point i can't deny but at the moment, not to make things big, no entertainment agency has have same anything else because they think that what is in the past, stay in the past. That's all. For me and for you guys as well, just let this go because I can still see some of the netizen or should I say fans out there still talk about this although it is the minority at the moment. But please, just stop it just let it go enjoy your time and how can we enjoy our time how about we talk about the top 10 most viewed stage from mama 2020 i think that would be a good start let's start with this so mama 2020 although we have controversy the stage itself is so so good if you haven't watched any of this give it a watch this is based on the views from youtube and these views are actually taken early this week so do mind that so this is just an average or estimation calculation at the moment we'll start with the top 10 that i have here with txt who performed short hair she was pretty as well as dynamite with a total of 1.5 million views this is followed by mamamoo aya as well as Dinga that have 1.8 million views. Next, on 8, we have Kwasa Maria, 1.9 million views. Wow! 
I did not expect this one was to do so well actually. On 7th place, we have Stray Kids, Victory Song, Mama Version with a 2 million views. This is one of the best choreography that I've ever seen during Mama, I do say. On 6th, we have NCT Resonance, which we have just talked about, have a total of 2 million views. Well, I can't say more. At least the performance is good enough to actually watch. Next, on 5th, we have TWICE, Cry For Me, with a total of 2.2 million views. And this is a never-before-seen stage where, as at the moment, me, myself, and all ones have been begging for an official release, and it is happening soon. If by I think by the time this podcast is released, you should be able to listen to a song. If not, you can always bookmark it. There is a link on their Facebook page for you to actually bookmark it on Spotify. If you haven't, you can always watch this performance video. It is so different, I can tell you. On the fourth place, we have BTS Dynamite with a total of 2.5 million views. Third place, we have twice once more with more and more and I can't stop me with a total of 2.7 million views. Next, this is so, oh my god, I do not know how to say. It looks so nice, which is BTS Life Goes On with a total of 2.8 million views. It is showing what we are going through at the moment in a pandemic. Dreaming of better days. As how we said during our previous podcast where we actually discussed on this song itself. On the first place, we have BTS on with a 3 million views and this is just a freaking my god show-stopping performance I can say. And this took place in Seoul World Cup Stadium. Well, I can't deny with that you have the first place. So to any of this song that I just mentioned, you haven't listened to it, you haven't watched it, give it a chance. You may never know. You may get biased wrecked. You may be wrecked completely to change to another group. Hopefully that happened to you. Yay! Maybe I should do this as well. <laughs> Alright. So with that, we'll move on to another news. The vouch of Chinese netizen towards Running Man. What we're talking about is pretty much a, well, I can say a controversy that happened in a recent episode, which is from last week. And what is actually the uproar is due to a bot game that was shown as a part of a game during the show. So the show we're talking about is aired on 6th of December and they have a segment where they play a board game that is quite similar to Monopoly that is called Blue Marble and as how Monopoly goes, they are building their home in major cities all over the world. And if you look closely at the board itself, you can notice that each of the board game tiles was re represented by a country and their capital. 
there were numerous different countries highlighted on the board such as Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines, China, Taiwan. What upset Chinese viewers is actually the fact that the producers separate Taiwan and China, treating them as two different entities. As you know that they had been ongoing dispute between two countries, China believed that Taiwan is part of China, whereas Taiwan believed they are a separate country. This conflict had been going on for so long. So with that, there are so many Chinese citizens that actually vouch that say, I would never watch this again. I'm sick of this show now. The patrioticness of them. I can't deny, this is quite a big thing, but for this kind of mistake to be made in Running Man, well, I do not know what to say because as of right now, the rank of Running Man in Chinese media sites are very, very high and a lot of them are actually trying to boycott the show. This will definitely gonna damage the show viewership as a variety program, which had been actually very, very popular in China in the past years. So I have no idea how this is going, but I hope that there are actions taken for this. If everything goes well, we will see something new coming soon with something a bit different. Hopefully, I can say, hopefully. Lastly, we have tearful confession made by Twice in 2020. As this is the last episode podcast for this season, I want to actually sum up something a little bit sad and something a little bit happy at the same time from Twice. This, well, I can say, a lot of K-pop idols have tear-jerking convention this year. To be honest, too many. And Twice is a non-exception. But for me, there are five confessions this year that actually hits to my heart as a human being, as a person, as someone close to their age, and as someone who have feelings. Not just as a fan. Alright, I'll put that out first. So firstly, we actually have Jongyeon sharing a story about her grandmother. This is actually talking about it during their special on TWICE, Sister Light, which is a YouTube special. Jongyeon actually revealed that she lived with her grandmother until her secondary year of middle school. She even revealed that she often held talent shows in front of her grandmother which made her so happy and hoping to actually see this. Due to this, Jongyeon's grandmother looked forward to seeing her debut. However, she passed away before Jongyeon debuted. When Jongyeon revealed this, as you know, can't hold back any tears at all because once she debuted, this actually happens. Another story which hit me hard is actually Nayeon revealed a story when she actually cried on stage. When Toys actually guests on Radio Star, all the girls talk a lot of stuff but what actually catched my attention the most was actually Nayeon spoke about the time when she cried due to a mistake on stage. When Twice was having a tour in Japan, there was a moment where Nayeon's in-ear monitor broke before a show. Due to this, Nayeon couldn't monitor her voice and 
was incredibly nervous during performance. And you can see this. All idols need their in-ear to actually perform very, very well. Without them, if you're not very experienced or you're insecure, this kind of thing is very stressful to the tears. And with this panicking and nervousness, she actually hold her mind upside down while singing. So with that, the stress builds up so much where she end up crying after the stress bursts out. A mental breakdown. I can't believe that this kind of thing happened. Although for us, we have stress, but this is just too much. Thirdly, is one of the things that I'll remember forever is where Mina revealed that she will be coming back into the entertainment world after her hiatus. And what actually was mentioned by Jihyo is what touched me the most. So we are talking about this happening in 2019 where Mina went on a short break on the hiatus due to a struggling with extreme anxiety and insecurities. After a few months, she decided to return and revealed that she felt a lot of fear when she actually made this decision. Thankfully, Jihyo was able to encourage her by telling her that we can do this together. Just start slowly by doing what you can manage. And this is one of the things that I tell myself also the most. You will not be able to do everything. So do what you can. Do what you must. Make it slowly. And manage it well. And see how far you can go. And this is one of the reasons that I just revealed now. Why I decided to actually make a seasonal podcast. That I didn't even man mention about this. But this is a background plan that has been put out. Every podcast and every season have 30 episodes, no matter what, unless there are special cases that I can actually predict. So this is as much as I can manage and this is a target I set myself for the reason of mental health for me as well. Hopefully you guys will enjoy and will always enjoy the podcast that I make. Although it may be sounding sometimes amateurs or professionals, in some ways that I can, but I'm trying to improve as much as I could as well. Going back into toys here, we have Momo actually confessing she used to be scared of singing. This is also revealed on Sister Light, where she revealed that she was worried and she cried a lot during her first class and she was pretty much nervous. She was saying that I'm so bad in singing and cry a lot in vocal training room. She's not skilled enough to actually do it. Thankfully, I can say it now, Momo didn't give up and continue to attend the class. Where as of now, we have the Momo today who sang very, very well. Although we, her distribution line is lesser, but we can always hear her vocal which is improving on every comeback. Lastly, we have Cheyong who actually did an action of giving out a heartfelt apology to the members. And this is not by verbal. 
this is actually done through letter and if I remember correctly, this is from Hometown Report, a variety show where I'll just read out what is actually written. I tend to be cold, so I'm not very good at expressing myself. I'm sorry about that. I think that's why I'm always telling you things through letters. I love you guys. That is just as much as I can say from Cheyong. Cheyong may look cute, may look cool, but deep inside her, she is still a girl. She is still innocent in some ways. Although the maturity is there, she is still the magnet of the group with Tsuri. That's all I can say. This is kind of sad for our last episode, but it is something I can say as healing as well. Alright, so with all of that, I think we shall move on to our last part, which is recommended variety. And I did not mention this in the beginning due to reason. This is one of my favorite variety show of this year. This year itself, I love so much watching this variety show. And I like to recommend to you guys to actually watch it as well. House on Wheels. This show itself is just a very, very good show. So to give you guys a description, what is this show about? Is basically, if I need to put it in a storyline, let's say that these days, you want to buy your own house or you want to have your own house. Seems to be very tough as winning a lottery. Since house prices these days has already gone up the roof. What will it be like to have a house that actually move and allow you to actually live wherever you want? This is just living a dream. So this time with this ready show, and it is something like a healing show with three actors going around South Korea in a wheelhouse and inviting guests to have a healing experience for a night or two. So who we have in here, the cast are Song Dong Yi, Kim Hae Won, as well as Yo Ji Go. So, when we talk about all of these, what are the some of the big guests that we have? Actually, if I do say, all the guests in here are actually quite big. Whether in drama or in singing, they are big actually, especially if some are from variety. So we have Ramiran as well as Harry in the first episode. Then we got Go Hyunjin, we have Lee Su-kyu as well as Lee Jong-kyo, Ayu, P.O, jong eun as well. If I remember the last episode, we have Ha Ji-woon. All of these are basically guests who are invited by the cast. But if you want to watch Ayu and P.O, that is one of the funniest episodes that I have watched. Or you can watch the first episode where we have Ramira as well as Lee Harry who actually acted in the replay drama series. I love that as well. So these two episodes is what I recommended you guys to actually watch. And to give you guys some convincing, this whole variety show's viewership is very, very high. Nothing is less than about a 4% of viewership nationwide. 4% is the minimum bar for it. 
as uh, average to put it simple. So if you like to watch it, give it a chance. If not, do what you do. Alright, so with that, we have reached the end of the last episode of season 1 for Chimek Hangout Podcast. So what I can say as a final words for season 1 is thank you for sticking around. No, I won't be gone. I'm pretty much just going on a short break and I will be coming back pretty much early of next year's February. Alright, do look forward to that as I will make a lot and a lot of changes and improvement that I could with this first season as a reference. I would like to give you guys a much more entertaining views. As you can see, podcast, you guys have already supported me a lot by just listening to it and some of you guys actually dropped me some messages as well. I'm very very thankful to those of you who actually do so. And another point is, do know I have a YouTube channel for this podcast. So if you go and see, it's quite plain. So do look forward to some changes to that as well. Alright. So with that, like usual, I'll just like to say like the video and subscribe to the channel if you're watching from YouTube. Follow us on any of our podcast platform. Like usual, be excited and challenge yourself as everyone's timing is different when it comes to dreams. Annyeong guys and see you guys next year on season 2.